This is Dr. Jimmy Nichols, equine nutritionist. On this podcast, we will explore unique cases, debunk popular myths, and break down advanced research data. Join me for a little fun, a lot of science, and some real-world advice for feeding horses. Welcome to episode 121. It is Dr. Jimmy. I have had several emails come through asking if it's okay to feed human foods to a horse. So today we are going to cover some general guidelines when it comes to maybe venturing out beyond your typical hay pasture concentrate diet. More specifically though, I am going to cover the human foods that you should never feed to a horse. But before we do that, this is your friendly reminder to share this podcast with your friends. So whether it's a recommendation for the podcast, just in general conversation that you have, or if there was a certain episode maybe that just really impacted you and your horse, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love for you to tell your friends about it. And you can do this. You can help spread the word by liking and sharing my posts on social channels on Facebook or Instagram. So you can find me by searching Dr. Jimmy Equine Nutritionist, or you can just type in my handle, which is at Dr. Jimmy, and Jimmy is spelled J-Y-M-E. Okay, I know a lot of you out there um, have experimented with feeding your horse human foods just to see if they would like them, right? In all honesty, a little taste here and a little taste there on occasion of most foods is not going to be a problem for the average horse. Keep in mind, I said average, right? There are certain horses out there that we absolutely do not want to feed anything weird to. Um, But there are are some horses that will tolerate it. There are some humans that just want to do it. And I wanted to call attention um, to some foods and even some drinks that might seem innocent to us as humans. And it maybe wouldn't cross someone's mind that they could actually be bad for the horse. So let's dig into my list of common human foods that we should never feed to a horse. First on the no-go list, and this is my personal favorite, chocolate, right? (laughs) But don't even think about sharing your chocolate candy bar with your horse. And if you happen to be munching on a double chocolate granola bar, you need to keep that to yourself as well. The reason that we don't want to feed chocolate to horses is because it contains caffeine and more specifically, it contains a metabolite of caffeine called theobromine. So the biggest scare behind caffeine and theobromine is the fact that even tiny amounts will ping positive on a drug test. So if you're race, if you have racehorses or if you're at a show um, where they're pulling blood and running um, a drug test, that could certainly show positive for you. In fact, if you fed just a small little handful of like chocolate covered peanuts, so think in terms of if you love, you know, peanut M&Ms, and you decide to share a half a handful with your horse, if you did that every day for eight days, they would have urine concentrations of theobromine that test as high as 12,000 nanograms per milliliter. So just to kind of give you a little bit of perspective um, of how little (laughs) it takes in terms of chocolate to cause those drug tests. Those drug tests are very, very, very sensitive. Um, So there are certain levels of caffeine that they will allow or accept in certain um, testing parameters and certain uh, 
events and associations, et cetera, just because caffeine is so common in humans. Um, and there, you know, the chance that like micro traces of caffeine could, you know, get mixed with something that the horse consumes is certainly a possibility. Um, so just keep in mind, uh, the caffeine, if you are doing anything that will require your horse to have a blood test pulled, um, certainly be mindful of exposure to caffeine or chocolate. So what does happen if a horse takes in caffeine? Um, it's really similar to how humans react, um, particularly if they are taking in really high levels of caffeine. So I looked at um, one particular um, study or situation where they were using like cocoa bean or coffee bean um, husks for bedding in the stalls of horses. And it didn't take long. Those horses decided that they really liked the taste of those husks. Well, those husks had high levels of, of caffeine and the theobromine in them. And those horses very quickly um, had a very high levels of caffeine in their systems. And they experienced restlessness. They had elevated or raised heart rates, um, and then excessive sweating. So they, they got the jitters, right? It's a lot like what happens if, if we as humans take in way more caffeine than what our body, um, can tolerate. None of those are good for your horse. So avoid chocolate no matter what. And, and also don't even think about dumping, you know, caffeinated sodas, or I've seen people mix like iced tea into their horse's water or into their feed. Um, certainly never put an energy drink in there, right? Just keep your horse's food and water clean <laughs> of caffeine. Do not put caffeine in anything that your horse is going to eat. Next up on the bad offender list is grass clippings. Now, I know that that's not something that humans would eat, but it's certainly something that humans will make and handle and often assume that it would be great to give to their horse. I highlighted this back in episode 17, so I won't go into a lot of detail here, but bottom line, even though it is so tempting to dump that bag of lawn clippings over the fence to your horse, do not do it, okay? There are a couple main reasons for this. First, that freshly cut green grass contains very high levels of sugar, and it's going to one of those like, it's kind of like one of those, you know, once you start, you can't stop situations for your horse, right? They love the taste of it and they will absolutely gorge themselves, which will cause an extreme upset in the world of microbes that live in your horse's digestive system. These little microbes, they tailor themselves to what your horse is consistently eating on a daily basis. If your horse is on a hay diet and you dump 15 pounds of this high sugar, lush grass clipping over the fence, okay, the microbes are going to get a surge of sugar that they are not equipped to handle. And that can cause, basically that can cause a whole microbial die-off situation, cause a major shift in the pH, lead to acidosis, and ultimately you're dealing with a colicky horse who has a very upset stomach and um, it, it could turn into a potentially very bad situation. The other danger to dumping large piles of grass clippings to a horse is the potential for um, molds and even mycotoxin accumulation. So if a horse doesn't, like if there's a very large amount of lawn clippings that gets dumped and that horse obviously is not going to be able to eat all of it 
in one sitting. Those lawn clippings are very moist and when they're left in a pile and they're baking under the sun, they can heat up and they can create this environment for the growth of molds and fungi and and other pathogens that we just simply do not want in our horse's digestive tract. So no lawn clippings. Third on the do not feed list is persimmons particularly unripened persimmons as they are poorly digested by the horse and they can polymerize. And basically what that means is they form this gluey clump in the GI tract. This is known as a phytobazor. Okay. So these hard clumps can cause a blockage in the intestinal tract and lead to colic. The unfortunate part of the persimmon is that the horse, like they might actually enjoy eating them if they're given the chance. Therefore, if you have a persimmon tree in your horse pasture, make sure that you limit that horse's ability to access them. Fourth on the do not feed list is avocados. Okay, your horse might experience, if they were to eat avocados, they may colic, they may have irregular heartbeat, um, they could deal with some respiratory distress, they might deal with neurological dysfunction, general edema, and potentially even death. This can happen from eating the skins, um, the pit, but also the, the avocado tree itself, so the leaves and the bark. Now, under normal circumstances, um, horses are not going to eat tree leaves and bark generally, but if their pasture is overgrazed, or let's say it's late, mid to late fall, and their pasture is going dormant, sometimes horses will we'll start eating trees and bark and other strange things because their normal um, fiber supply is just not up to par. <laughs> Either there's not enough or, of it or they don't like the taste of it or it's just, it's too fibrous and like going dormant. And then sometimes horses are just really curious and really mouthy, right? And they just like to eat things. <laughs> so avoid putting horses in pastures with avocado trees and certainly do not go toss them your scraps after you make a whole fresh guacamole salad. Okay. Now on the note of that avocado pit, um, just avoid feeding any kind of fruit that has large stone pits inside. Um, those pits are large or they're hard. Um, they are just waiting to cause choke in your horse and choke is a really frustrating condition that can actually become chronic after the first or, or second episode. So it really is best to just never let it get started. Um, I covered the topic of choke in episode 14. So if you want to learn more about what choke is in horses, um, spoiler alert, choke in horses is not the same in humans. It's not like an immediate life threat threatening situation in, in horses. Um, and just to save you from having to go to that episode right now and figure out the difference, um, basically choke in humans, the windpipe is blocked. You can't breathe if you're choking, if a human is choking, but in horses, the choke actually happens in the esophagus. And so it's just that they can't swallow and they can't move that bolus, um, down. Horses are also not able to like vomit or, um, burp or eructate. Uh, so they can't 
push the bolus back up into their mouth either. Um, they Horses don't chew cud like ruminants do. So the, the esophagus in a horse is basically a one-way track. And so if they swallow something too large or um, something that they haven't gotten in moist enough, like there's not been enough saliva, they haven't chewed it enough, um, the particle sizes are not small enough. Um, basically, if you have a large dry clump and a horse swallows that, it can get lodged in the esophagus and just get stuck and hung up there which is really annoying for your horse. <laughs> You'll find them doing all kinds of things to, they'll hang their head low. Um, they might cough. They'll, um, they might try to sneeze. Um, they'll gap their mouth open. They might move their tongue up and down. Like they just will do all kinds of things and, and it'll be really confusing <laughs> to you as the human wondering what's going on. Um, and if that, that, um, bolus is in their esophagus for a long time um, and they keep their head hung down fluids will actually start to drain out of their nose um, so those are kind of the indicators but go check out episode 14 I talk about that a little bit more so bottom line on that no peaches no plums no mangoes no nectarines none of the stone fruits okay next on the do not feed list for me is bread dough pastries or really any kind of bakery item um the reason for this is these items are quickly broken down to glucose, so they can cause a spike in the glycemic index, or in other words, they can cause like a blood sugar rush to your horse, um, not to mention the sticky mess that is going on inside of the GI tract and you know the starch that can spill over into the hindgut and wreak havoc on the sensitive microbial environment. Um, so you know, feeding these items are likely to cause, you know, maybe some gas, bloating, um, obviously sugar spikes, like I mentioned earlier, and, and potentially colic. Next on my do not eat list is um, potatoes. And I'm going to lump in horse nettles and really anything in the nightshade family. And this is due to a substance called solanine, which can cause a horse's gut to slow down immensely, basically causes the gut to almost stop moving, meaning the digester, the things that the horse is eating, um, essentially almost comes to a standstill, which is not good in a horse. Um, so that can certainly lead to a lot of discomfort, can lead to gas, bloating, um, and you know, obviously colic, um, and even potentially death. So don't don't throw your potato skin scraps over the fence. You know, if you notice horse nettles in your horse's pasture or anywhere that your horse can be, um, you know, work with your local extension agent to figure out a way to either get rid of them or, or figure out a way to fence your horse off of them. Um, so again, potatoes, horse nettles, and, and anything in that nightshade family. The last one on my do not eat list for today is anything dairy. So yogurt, cheese, ice cream, right? If you felt like you were going to maybe share your ice cream cone with your horse, don't do it. Um, really any dairy item. And those may seem innocent, but the problem here is horses are lactose intolerant. What that means is they, and I'm talking adult horses here, right? So they do not have the enzyme lactase, which basically means that their body just cannot break down the dairy um, that you would be feeding them. And that can lead to a lot of discomfort. So anybody who's listening who is dairy intolerant themselves can probably relate to this. Um, 
So people, humans who are dairy intolerant or lactose intolerant, um, they have to take a little, um, like a tablet or a chewable or something that, that contains the enzyme to help them break, to help their body break down the lactose. Um, so like I said, horses don't have that enzyme and it's not like we're feeding our horses, um, you know, lactate tablets. (laughs) So, um, that can lead to, you know, bloating, gas, diarrhea, um, major discomfort and, you know, obviously colic for your horse. So avoid sharing that, um, ice cream cone with your horse. Okay. On a final note, um, if you are just, you know, confused about what to feed your horse, if you have questions about other, you know, specific items that you're just like dying to feed to your horse and you don't know whether or not you should or shouldn't, um, I'm going to drop a social media um, post on my Facebook and Instagram channels. We can continue the conversation there. Um, if you are curious about having a free nutrition consult with one of the team members at Blue Bonnet Feeds, um, I am personally connected to that whole team. I personally conduct continuing education training with those consultants on a weekly basis. Um, and they are always there to help. If you will go to bluebonnetfeeds.com and fill out a nutrition consult form, um, they will certainly get you connected with someone who can just help you with general nutrition questions for your horses um, or go through you know, a full consultation where they maybe help set you up on a program um, that meets the needs of your specific situation. So with that, um, I want to wish you guys a wonderful Friday afternoon. Have a great weekend and I will see you over on the social media channels. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Feed Room Chemist. If you like what you hear, be sure to share with your friends, post to social media, or give us a review. And as Winston Churchill used to say, no hour of life is wasted that is spent in the saddle. So go saddle up.